please turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. This probably will be the last uh, session, I said probably, okay, <laughs> uh, of living a love-ruled life. And this was going to be the last um, of this series, uh, what I call the high, co- high calling of God. Um, but uh, let's, let's begin in Philippians chapter 3. We'll read those two verses and we'll go on from there. Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Again, remember the Apostle Paul says, Forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. I can't stress this enough. We have to forget our past to move forward. We need to let go of the things that are holding us back. It's okay if you have a great past. That's okay. Hang on to those memories. But if there's anything that is holding you back from moving forward, please get rid of them. Don't hold on to those things. Amen? Amen. I, look, I love a great memory as much as the next guy. But if it's going to damage and hurt and hold me back, forget about it. That's right. Especially when Jesus Christ died to pay the price for me to move on. Did you all get that? Amen? All right. So again, he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Notice he says that you need to reach forward to those things which are ahead. You know, a lot of people just, uh, I know most people just don't want to reach for anything. They just want to live their life and just sit there and kind of like, whatever, okay? But this takes effort. And not, you know something, not everybody will do this. Have you noticed that? A lot of people that don't want to reach go to other churches. Let me say that again, (laughs) okay? You know, it's not, you know, what you guys sit under isn't popular, I just want to say that to you, and, and, and congratulations for being here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. If nobody turned up, I'd still preach, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, I said something last time, and I was, I, I, I was deprived of sleep. But, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I really was, okay? Some days, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my mind is going one way, my mouth is going another way. And I'm thinking, what did we just say? All right, so, <laughs> you know, I, at one stage I said, you know, if I had my own choice, I, I, I probably wouldn't be here. Wasn't, you know, and then I thought, what? oh boy, people could really misunderstand that. See, I was preparing to be an engineer. I was going towards science and engineering and all that. I love all that stuff. But God had called me to this. That was my, my plan. This was his plan. I love his plan better. I truly do. And, you know, I, I would have been somewhere else. I would have been doing something else. Probably been miserable. Probably been making money, but I would have been miserable. No, seriously. You know, we need to be doing the thing that God has called us to do. And that's the greatest reward in the world. Amen. And I know that there is so much. See, when you do it God's way, so much more comes, but in God's way and in God's time. And without all of the things that go with it. All the pain and all the suffering and all the stuff like that. Are you all with me? Amen? That's why it says that he prospers you and it's without sorrow. Amen? So let's get back to this. I'm going all over the place today. All right, never mind. So I just needed to clear that up because I just thought, my goodness, you know. Okay, I just needed to sort that out. Verse 13 again, he says again, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. He says, I press Toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward that goal. I press toward it. It is a fight, family. Now, (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, do I mention it? Uh, I, I'll try to. I'll try to censor myself. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing certain courses at the moment. And because uh, I was praying and I was asking God, God, we, we, uh, we want to go to the next level with, with the church. And God's been speaking to my heart about that. And so I asked him for something. And God always answers every single time. And so God, you know, led me to something that I'm just being just devouring basically. And just one of the things, it's, it's different kinds of training and so on and so forth. But one of the things in it, and you know, it's incredible how theology can be so different. You, you all can belong to the same household, have the same daddy, have the same Bible and come up with something totally different. You know? <laughs> you know? And you know, it, I keep saying that it is a press because we're in a fallen world. And you know, but there is a, a, a mindset out there that believes that God is the one behind all your trouble. And that, you know, with trouble comes strength and comes all kinds of things. And so, you know, just, I just remember this as I was, and please don't be like this. I'm, I'm sharing this with you so you're not this, okay? The, one of the questions was a true or false question. And it was like, you know, God tests us and God tries us. And we should ask God to test us and try us so that we can become strong. I'm like, dude, we have enough problems in the world to ask for more. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. I love these people. I love them to bits, you know. And, and, but, you know, but again, see, it's interesting how different people have different thoughts. And depending on where you are, you'll either take that and say, thank you, God, or you'll say, get behind me, Satan. See, you, you, you'll either identify a problem or you'll roll with it and think it's God. And some people don't make it out of that because they think, well, God, you tried me too hard and tested me too much and I failed. So there. Are you satisfied now? <laughs> okay. Hey, man, Jesus said, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. He said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. You know, can I just share with you this as well? Jesus said, we need to understand something. Let me just back up a little bit. Jesus made it clear that he came to give us life. So where are the tests? Do you know we fail most of the tests? Do you know why? Because they're good tests. God gives you a little extra money and says, let's see what he does with it. God doesn't bring you poverty and say, let's see if he loves us. That's not God. That's the devil. Because Jesus Christ was made poor so you, through his poverty, might become rich. Okay, so there's the thing. So that would go right against that scripture if that was the case, if God made you poor. Okay, so understand something, that God tests you in ways, and we, we don't know we're being tested because we're waiting for our cat to get run over. We're waiting for the roof to fall in. We're waiting for something bad to happen, so we're getting tested. No, you, you know, you're getting tested constantly. Constantly, God is asking you, will you wake up this morning and pray? Will you spend a little bit more time with me? I'm going to give you more money this week. Let's see whether you spend it on yourself or you do the thing that you said you were going to do. If I got more money, God, I will give to the church some more. And you get more and you go, whoa, we can go on a vacation. Okay, then. Fail that test. Do you see what I'm trying to say? We, we, we miss this. We, we, you know, we're looking for, because stuff has been preached to us that's wrong. 
So we're looking for tests that tests don't exist. They're actually things we need to get out of while the actual tests come along and we're like stepping over it, falling on it, not knowing it was there. And then we're going, why God? Hello. Okay. I don't know where that came from, but let's move on. <laughs> Amen. Where were we? Oh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> we've been looking at living a love rule life. Living a loved rule life. And we looked at the fact that 1 John 4, 8 and 4, 16 tells us that God is love. This is why we need to live a love rule life. Because our Father is described as love. He is love. He doesn't have it. He is love. Amen. That's why you know, Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. All right. Through the Holy Spirit. So we need to understand that that same love has been given to us. And why in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. Verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, which is the next verse. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love. And how? As Christ has loved us and given himself for us. So we've been given this mandate. And the reason that we know that this isn't something that is a feeling, this is will. This is will, okay? Because you can't, you can't force yourself to feel certain things. You all know what I'm trying to say? Okay. So if it's a command, it means that it is something that we need to exercise our will. Remember again that this word love is the, is the Greek word agape. This is the God kind of love, which is translated charity, which is a kind of love that gives without expecting to receive. This is, these are the kind of people we need to be. Remember we're talking about the high life. Let's get back to this, okay? We're talking about the high life. We're talking about the life that really shines, that really shows people that we are different to them. This is a love that doesn't take vengeance. This is a love that can be hurt and will not be hurt. Because it doesn't look for people to love them. It looks for God to love them. And it looks for people to love. Let me say that again. Okay, just because I can't. You, you need to, you know, see, you need to get, this is where the problem is. We look for people to love us. We get mad when people don't love us, especially when we bend over backwards. You know, a Sri Lankan saying, you know, I bent over backwards to try, to, okay, to try and love somebody. And you know what? They just they do this with bad. They are being very mean. Okay, so, sorry, sorry. Okay, so, I'm going to wake people up a bit. Okay, but I, I need you to understand something. You know, we, we look for people to love us. And we get mad when they don't, especially when we go out of our way to love them. Can I say this to you? Please remember this. Here's a rule. You want to be like God? Look to God for love. Receive your love from Him. So the next time somebody goes, why do I need to pray? Oh, you, need, you don't need love? That's why you pray. Go to God. He'll give you all the love that you need. And with that love, you know, you come out, you, you should come out with such a love that you want to hug a tree. <laughs> I'm trying to say, I mean, there should be so much love that it's just oozing out of you. Family, this is what it's all about. And we are to love others from that love, the love of God that has been shed abroad in our heart. The love that we receive from God in our time of fellowship with Him. And that love comes upon us and overtakes us and we're just looking for somebody to love. 
We are not looking for somebody to love us. We are looking for somebody to love. You, you all need to get this. See, this is a, I tell you, parents especially, man, you better get this. Otherwise, mm, you're going to have an attitude. You know, I do all of this stuff all day and get nothing back. And I just ask them for a small little thing. And no, no, they won't do it for me. Sound like somebody? Okay, <laughs> listen, let God talk to them, okay? I've prayed, you know, I, I just learned one thing, do what's right. Do what's right, and not just in the office, not just with the tax department. Hello? <laughs> do I need to? No, I don't. All right, anyway, <laughs> okay? Whatever, do what's right. Do it as unto God. Do it as unto God. Let God repay you. Let God love you. Let God prosper you. You be the one that blesses because you've been blessed by God. Getting this? I'm, 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 I'm showing you something that will change your way of thinking, that will change your life and cause you to live above all the problems that this world is facing. Because they don't have that relationship with God, they're always looking for their source down here. And they're getting hurt and damaged because people down here are messed up. Not you, but general people. Hello. <laughs> I know, we're all messed up, aren't we? All right, that's why there's First John 1, 9. Hallelujah. But we confess it, we get it out of the way, we move forward. And we learn how to be better. Amen. All right. So, where do we want to go next? All right, last time, I'm still getting to last time. Don't worry, we might not get to this time. But <laughs> these are important things. Again, remember we're talking about living a high life. This is another level, okay? This is learning how to love, and I'm giving you, I hope I'm giving you enough wisdom to help change your way of thinking so that you live this high life, so that you keep the door open for God to bless you unhindered. Do you understand that even when Jesus was... You know what? Let's just go there for a minute. Just go to Mark chapter 11. I want to show you something there. This is not in my notes. Who cares? So just... Uh, <laughs> in Mark chapter 11, I want to show you something because something very powerful. This is, this is when... Very close to the time when Jesus is going to the cross. He is now sharing a lot of insights and a lot of wisdom with his uh, disciples, all right? And in this, in this chapter, he talks about faith, all right? And he, in verse 22, and remember he cursed the fig tree, all right? Peter was, went, ran up, had a look, fig tree was dried up from the roots. And so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what, what things soever you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you will have them. So he's saying, listen, whether you are speaking to a mountain or whether you are speaking to God about something in your life, you know, one way or the other, this thing will work if you believe. But watch what he goes in to say after that. Verse 25, nobody likes to read this verse. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now listen, he is saying, listen, if you close yourself off to God's leading, to, you know, when, when God says, let go of this, 
if God tells you something is going on in your life and you need to let go of it, he is doing it because he's trying to bless you. He's trying to get something to you. And you need to let go of something in order for him to bless you. Do you get this? This is the reason why I'm saying to you that love is so important. We find even when you're moving mountains, when you're doing the impossible, if you have hatred and anger and so on and so forth, guess what? It shuts the door. And God's going, I'm trying to bless you. And you're going, no, I want to hang on to my offense. And he's going, let it go. No. <laughs> okay? Don't do that, man. You're, you're, you know what you're doing? And I, God actually said this to me today. Was it today? Maybe yesterday. In the last 24 hours. There we go. <laughs> you know, he said, he said something really surprising to me. I was just praying over things. And <clears throat> he said, you know, I do so much to stop people from doing the wrong thing. They actually fight me to do the wrong thing. I said, God, I never thought about it like that. He said, yeah, they actually fight me. They actually go against everything I tell them not to do, to do the wrong thing. And then they're going, I don't know how it happened. Uh, okay, let's review that tape, shall we? <laughs> no, no, let's not go there. All right. <laughs> because love, see... Uh, what I want to bring out in all of this is this. It says be imitators of God in the way we love. This is how God loves us. He's saying when somebody does something wrong to you, forgive them. Pray so that they don't do the same thing again because they are sowing bad seeds. And, he's, and he does everything that he can to stop you from doing the wrong thing. And he wants you to do the same thing. He doesn't want you to do what we thank God that he doesn't do with us. If we make a mistake and God says, ah, serves you right. You know, I told you don't, but no, no, you got to insist and go and do it. And now you come like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. I don't want to hear it. Talk to the hand. <laughs> okay, listen, <laughs> I'm making a point. <laughs> listen, we do that, don't we? We try to bless someone. We try to do something. They reject us again. As led by the Spirit. Not, not because you're feeling bad or because I preached. Okay? You need to be led by the Spirit to do whatever you want to do so that God's with you. So it's anointed and the time is right. You can do a good thing out of God's time and it won't be a good thing. It won't be a God thing. It might be a good thing, but it's not a God thing. Do you all know the difference? I hope so. You've been in this church long enough. Hopefully you know the difference. All right? Okay. So, <laughs> one of the things that we looked at, and we looked at last week, the things that we can do to, to help people. How do we pray for people? Remember again, doing good is something we are encouraged to do. All right? To our enemies. But how we pray for them, we need to be careful. Because we can't pray that God blesses them, so to speak, in spite of what they're doing, because that goes against his word. Because he says, whatever you sow, you'll reap. Now, he is a God of love, which is the reason why he's looking for intercessors. Because intercessors are the ones that stand between the person that's being rebellious and God. And we pray over them. We pray for them. We stand in the gap for them. And we, we do like Stephen did and like Jesus did. They don't know what the heck they're doing, God. 
don't kill him. <laughs> and it's not for God, it's the devil. Because we need to see, can I just say this? I'm going to give you some insight. Maybe you've never seen this before. Okay, are you ready? Stay awake. If you sleep, stay asleep. Don't get up in the middle. Okay, so <laughs> listen. So often the time, people don't realize. Remember Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, here's our problem. A lot of people don't realize that when we shut the door to God, because of our disobedience or something else, Whenever you turn a light off, the dark, darkness floods in. It can't come while the light's there. While we have all these lights, there won't be a dark patch in the middle of the room. That'll be weird. That never will, ha never will happen. So while the light's there, the darkness cannot be there. But as soon as you turn the light off, the darkness rushes in. Listen to me. In the same way, when people get rebellious toward God, the reason that he needs people to stand in the gap is to keep that door open so that the darkness doesn't rush in. And then people blame God for the calamity that they're in, saying, oh God, because I was rebellious now, all of this stuff came into my life. Listen to me, what you did was close the door to God, and what came after that wasn't God. Are you getting this? And so this is the reason why when he says don't do something, it's so that you don't close the door to him, so that you don't turn the light off, so that you don't allow the darkness to come in. And cause calamity in your life. Is that too much for the morning? Yeah, you're all still here. Nobody went on tilt. Okay. It's a big thought. I, you know, I hope you get this. Because, <laughs> you know, because sadly, this is where religion fails. They're looking for simple solutions and we are, we are worshiping a God who is eternal. Omniscient. That's spelled omniscience. <laughs> with the T. Okay, no. <laughs> in case you're writing it down. All right, but, but the thing is that He is a God that knows all things. And we, you know, we are trying to understand Him and we are trying to uh, you know, boil down what He's asking us to do into simple things. And they're very complex. Yeah, they're simple on one side, but the reasons why He tells us we really need to see some of those things, we need to grow up. Can I say that again? We need to grow up. We need to grow up in the faith and we need to grow up in our thinking so that we just don't follow everybody else's religious mind off the cliff. Amen. <laughs> All right? So, I told you a couple of things last time. When you're praying for enemies, why do you pray? The things that you can pray is, again, remember you can do good to them, again, as read by the Spirit, but these are the things you pray for them. All right? Number one is that the eyes of their understanding are enlightened. That's in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Number two, that they will no longer be led astray by the enemy. All right? And remember again in Luke 1 and verse 4 in the New Living Translation, which is one of the best translations for this verse, where it says again where Jesus uh, is praying. You know the Lord's Prayer? All right? And he says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and don't let us yield to temptation. All the other translation says, don't lead us into temptation. God will never lead you into temptation. The apostle James says, when you are tempted, don't say I'm being tempted of the Lord, because he does not, he's not tempted, neither will he tempt anyone. So we know something went wrong with the translation then, in when Jesus was praying. All right? So this is the proper translation. Number three, that they will repent of any wrongs they've committed. So see how this works, all right? That they need to repent. I should have put uh, two and three the other way around. They need to repent. They need to realize they're doing the wrong thing because they're sowing bad seeds. 
Are you all with me? All right? And so that they don't, they don't yield to temptation the next time. Because if you realize you're doing the wrong thing, then next time it comes up, you'll go, no. Are you all with me? But you need your eyes enlightened. And number four, which we didn't get to, is this is so important. You need to pray that God will send, please listen to this, that God will send the right people across their path to minister to them. You probably aren't the right people. The right people are people that love them, the people that they haven't heard, the people that they will listen to. Are you all here? So it's not about you, you know, throwing yourself out there and forcing and making them listen to you and preaching the gospel and beating them over the head with the Bible lots and lots. And you know they're not going to want that, but you can say, see God, I tried. And if they want to go to hell, let them. Don't do stuff like that. No, that's not love. Love says, God, I know every time they see me, they want to push my face in. So let me not be the one that approaches them. Find somebody that loves them and they love and they will listen to. Find the most stubborn person out there. Has somebody that will listen to anything they say? And while they may say no to everything, if this person has a change in their life, Listen, see, this is what happens. We don't know how to pray as we ought because we never think of the fact that maybe... (laughs) Can I give you a little scenario? This is a make-believe, okay? You're praying for them. They're just being mean and horrible and everything else. They don't want to know God, blah, 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 okay? And so you say, God, please send the right person across their path. And God then speaks to you and says, the right person ain't saved yet. You need to pray for their salvation so that they can get saved, so that they can go and minister to this person, so that this person will get it. See, we don't think like this, do we? We, we just kind of like out there and we just see that one thing. And so God will start to say, pray for the right, see, this is how you pray for the right laborer to cross their path. So you start praying and something unbelievable happens out of nowhere. This is, how, this is why the devil can't pick what he's going to do, right? Out of nowhere, this, this person over here, has somebody else come along, minister to them, get saved. Then they go to this person, your arch enemy. And they go, guess what happened? What happened, man? You got religion or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you joined that. No, no, listen, let me talk to you. And then they listen and they go, wow. This stuff actually makes sense, doesn't it? Uh-huh. And then they think about you. And then about 20 years later, they say, you know, I was a real stinker to you. Then I was horrible to you. I, I, you're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? And they, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. And you go, you got saved. I got saved. Ah, hallelujah. Thank God. <laughs> okay? And your worst enemy becomes your best friend. Did you get that? If we do it God's way. God has ways of doing things that go beyond what the enemy can even imagine. I've just given you one insight into it. But there are so many other things that God can do and ways that God can move. And while you look not at the things that are seen, we walk by faith, not by sight. Do you understand? We need to just pray and say, God, whatever it takes, do. And you go, yeah, but you don't know this person. <laughs> you don't know God. 
he can move things around and something happened and you go, wow, that was brilliant. Yep, if you were God, you'd have thought about it, but you're not. <laughs> okay, that's why we pray to him and let him take care of business. Amen. Okay. Scripture reference, Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Let's go there very quickly. He says, the harvest is truly great here, but the laborers are few, therefore pray. Now, this was to do with a slightly different situation, but the principle is the same. Okay? He says, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Notice he didn't say, you go. He said, pray for. Because sometimes you're not the best person to do it. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? As you pray... God will begin to move. And somebody will have it in their heart to go do something that they like to do. That they are motivated to do. That they are gifted to do. And while you are not so gifted, they are. And while you pray, they move. So don't ever stop. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, I've said this as well as we move on. Uh, in order for your prayers to be heard, you need to have first repented yourself for any resentment or hurt feelings you may be harboring against them. And actually say out loud, Lord, I forgive them of any and all wrongdoings committed against me. You need to say that. You may say, oh, I don't want to say that. Say it. <laughs> okay? You, there are some things that we need to release out of our mouth. And the power of it will begin to work on us. Because you can say, God, I, on the inside you can say, God, I really don't want to. And he says, just say it out. I will anoint it and I will bless you and I will strengthen you. I will give you what you need to get over this. I have done this, okay? I'm not telling you to do anything I haven't done. And I, you know, I, I, I've learned to say, God, I forgive them. Do you know why? Because as soon as I do that, all the things that the enemy is attacking me with, how can they do this? And, how can they? And, and he'll just replay. Have you noticed how the devil can replay things in your mind? One bad thing that happened, and he replays it a hundred times. A hundred good things happen, and you forget about it. But one bad thing, one, one, one. And suddenly, oh, we're having a bad day. And everybody does good things for us, but we don't care because we were offended, and we're mad still. And you miss out on all the blessings because you're holding on to something. Wouldn't it be so much simpler if you said, you know what, God, they might be having a bad day, whatever, I forgive them, and I'm moving on. You say, well, I never. <laughs> you tell me that the next time you're on the road and somebody cuts you off. Yeah, come on, let me, <laughs> you know, road rage, hello. Forgive them. <laughs> even them, yeah, even them. I have to do stuff like that because people do dumb things out there. Have you noticed? You think, have you got a license? <laughs> Go back and get tested. <laughs> no, I never think of those things. No. <laughs> I am saintly. I am like Jesus. I am. <laughs> no, we all do that, okay? I'm just saying that's how we are. But you, <laughs> you need to do this. You need to say, God, and then ask God to forgive you as well. Because you had a bad attitude. Amen. 
Okay, so you need to do this, family. You need to verbalize certain things because it will shut down all the stuff that's going on in there. And I can tell you from experience that the devil has a big mouth and he doesn't shut up. And some days you just need to shut that flow by saying, I forgive him. And yeah, but shut up. I forgive them. That's all there is to it. I don't want to compromise my blessing because of something stupid that you made somebody do, and now you're attacking me with that thing. No. Won't play your game. Did you see that? Oh, he's losing a lot of you today. Amen. Aren't you glad you came to church? Well, I'm glad I came to church. Okay, so, <laughs> so <laughs> let me, um, how much time do I have left? Oh, but I have five pages. All right. So <laughs> you know what? I want to bring this to a conclusion today. Uh, <laughs> let, let, me, let me give you a, a, um, a, a quote first. William Hendrickson says, By means of loving their enemies and praying for them, Christ's followers, that's all of you, will prove to themselves and to others that they are true sons of the Father in heaven. This is one of the ways that you prove to people that you are different from them. You know, some people say, oh, well, they'll, they'll see my prosperity and they'll just... That's what I got, you know, told at one point in time. That, you know, the, the more stuff we have and the richer we are, people go, oh, I want that stuff. That's a bad gospel to preach. That's not, that's not the right gospel. God wants us rich. God wants us to have everything. He wants the wealth of the sinner to end up in our hands. I mean, the whole billions and billions of bucks in our hands, okay? That's not a, that's not a question. But that's not what leads people to Jesus. What they need to see is something that is outstanding, that is different, that is character-based, not stuff-based. Are you all with me? When they see character, when they see you reacting in a way totally different to the way they would have reacted. When they see you forgiving someone, when they see you speaking kindly to someone that has just been mean and horrible to you, and you want to do anything but, and you just love him, and it's a genuine love, that speaks volumes. Are you all with me? That's how you show people that you belong to a different family. You do good to them. You pray for them. You may not minister to them, but you pray for them. That somebody will come and minister to them. And if it is you, praise God. But if it isn't you, praise God anyway. Somebody will. You don't need another notch on your belt. You need another soul in heaven. Amen. Amen. Let's leave it there because I've run out of time. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, the insight, and the revelation that we have received. Thank you, God, for sharing these things with us. And we are looking to learn. We are looking to grow. We want to see all the hidden things so that we can be those mature sons and daughters ambassadors for Christ in this earth. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus.
for your Holy Spirit to be each and every individual's counselor. That he brings the wisdom of God to each of us as we need it. And that he helps us with the love of God that he shed abroad in our heart to love the unlovable, to live this high life, to be the children of the Most High. In Jesus' name, amen.